I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Every day, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. What's happening? Uh, June 9th, next stand-up broad, downtown Minneapolis, comedy at Crane. June 11th, The Dirty Show. Just doing The Dirty Show. All the bad words. All the bad stuff that we don't say. All the bad stuff that you don't say. You got to do it in the basement in the middle of Northeast Minneapolis. Because if not, the popo's going to come get you. They're going to get you. We're doing the dirty show, everybody. Uh, it is June 11th, so make sure you put that on the calendar. Tickets will uh, will go out soon. I'm not sure exactly who's going to be on that bill, and uh, but I've been to that show a few times, and Carly McNamara, who runs it, is fucking funny. Man, she is hilarious. That dirty show is a good time. So hopefully uh, we see you guys down there. If you were out on Saturday night and you stopped by the show at Comedy at Crane, I sucked. I apologize. That was an awful set. That was an awful representation of who I am and what I do. It was getting late, and I'm like, I was getting to like, like I was on Team Fuck It. You ever just get to Team Fuck It, and you're like, all right, we're just, I'm done. I'm just, I'm done wanting to be here. I just want to go home. I just, I'm, I don't care. I just don't care. It's fucking. It. it was like that night. I was just like, ugh, gross. So anyway, uh, Scooter, what's up? How are you? BJ, Amanda, AA, Olina. What's up, Sally? What's going on, everybody? All right. Well, Monday. We're good. We're back. We're back at it. I keep realizing that I am not in the... It drives me insane. It must just be the Virgo in me. It's got to be the Virgo in me. He's a Virgo. He's got. A, he's kind of a perfectionist. He's, no, I don't know. He's just insecure. I'm not like directly in the middle of the Instagram live, and it drives me goddamn batty every time I... Freaking! Like you think by now, twenty-two years of broadcasting, you'd figure out move your fucking chair three inches to the left, you asshole. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, real quick, I don't know. Maybe it was just because of quarantine. Maybe it was just because of COVID and because of anxiety. I, I'm not sure, but I can tell you this: I have been drinking far too much, and unprecedented amount of booze I have been taking in and I'm a good drunk at 42. I have figured it out. I've been doing this shit for a long time. I mean, I got, you know, damn near 30 years of drinking in me. I got my first underage when I was 13. So I've been doing this for a while. I kind of know it right away. I was a bad drunk and then I mellowed out, got into my twenties, was around it constantly figured out if you're going to be able to maintain this lifestyle, you're going to have to maintain, you know, the intake of alcohol. And I've been really good about it. But lately, it isn't. It's an over-exaggeration when I say I'm drinking a lot. I mean, excuse me. It's not an over-exaggeration when I say I am drinking a lot. I have just been pounding booze. And I don't know why. It's a good time in life. I was thinking about this the other day that I've worked so goddamn hard to get to where I'm at. Why am I feeling like, why am I feeling anxious about it? 
Why am I feeling like I don't have enough time? You got more than enough time. You got enough time to do so much shit. You're living your best life at 42. Why are you feeling this way? Knock it off. And I didn't realize it until last night. Um, a couple of comments here, and then I'll get to the story. Uh, Scooter, whew, happy Monday. Long five shows of dance recitals. I'm tired. I agree, man. Those kids' dance recitals are fucking long. Daniel, I was on Team Fuck It all weekend. Long weekend. It definitely was a weekend. That's for sure. Well, good to hear. I don't know if long weekend means an actual amount of time, like you had an extra day off or it was long because like every the shit show that ensued, but... Either way, I agree. Long weekend. But I realize, man, that I have just been like drinking far too much, abusing alcohol to an alarming extent, way too much. And with alcohol running through my family the way it does, it got a little scary. Last night I got home and I realized, man, you, you basically drank the day away all day. Now you're here with a half a buzz and you're eating a really dry piece of chicken with honey mustard and you're not even enjoying it. You're not even, why are you doing this? I don't want to lose my card. I I reference this quite a bit where Christian Bell told Dax Shepard, listen, I'm going to keep smoking weed and I'm going to keep drinking because I'm good at it. You lost your card. You were the one that fucked it up for you, not me. So I love you. You are an amazing father and a great partner. But this is what I like to do. And I won't do it and throw it in your face. And I won't, if we ever get into an argument, you'll never see me pour a glass of wine just to spite you. But at the end of the night, I like having a glass of wine and smoking a J and just sitting on the back porch. The one I've worked very hard for, you lost your card. I don't want to lose my card. That's the thing I'm having a tough time with. I don't want to lose my card. So I realized last night, as I was watching Barry on HBO, which is so goddamn good, and eating this super dry piece of shitty chicken, you, dude, you're going to lose your card. You're going to lose it. You're going to, it's good. You are going to fuck this up for yourself. Ain't nobody else going to do it. It's going to be you thousand percent you have to be able to control this you have to get it you have to wrangle it in man you watched your dad drink himself into a hole that he cannot get out of now i don't think i'm gonna i'm that bad i mean i still maintain a house i maintain a semblance of a guy who still has a career i'm a good dad i work my ass off but drinking way too much end of the night man it's like I tell myself, okay, I'm just going to have one, like a half a glass of wine. Fuck, dude, I go to bed fucked up. Completely hammered. Wake up the next morning, feel like shit. I'm like, why did I do that? I told myself a half a glass of wine. What are you doing? Uh, Olina, I watch how much I drink because there are too many people in my family that have lost their card. Yeah, you have to. You have to be able to regulate it. You have to know when your foot is on the pedal and you're pushing too hard. And it is just too much. Danielle, total dumpster fire. I have never muttered, help me help you as many times as I did this weekend. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I don't know the story, but next time I see you, Danielle, please let me know. But I was thinking about 
I was thinking about that Dak Shepard comment that Kristen Bell made about you lost your card. Ain't nobody else lost their card. You did it. And I don't want to, I like to drink. I like, I like the taste of beer. I like booze. I like wine. I like how I feel when I'm on it. I like how it loosens me up a little bit. But it's starting to get to a point where I have to realize, dude, you are drinking far too much. Far, like, I know that there's times where you go, I'm just going to go out and just have like one beer and that's it and then I'm coming home. And it's 2.30 in the morning, you're out on the front lawn, you know, tap dancing with an invisible Danny Kay. I get it. You have those moments, but my moments are not, but those moments need to be few and far between and mine are not. Mine are happening four times a week. <laughs> and I think putting it out into an existence and talking about it freely and openly might help because I don't really talk about, you know, my habits and my addictions as openly as I should with people kind of always hide it, you know? I got friends and family coming over. It's 1.30 on a Sunday, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm five, five, if I pour that, I know they're on their way right now. If I pound that beer, I can have it done and the glass washed and back in the cupboard before anybody notices that I'm already one beer ahead of everybody else. That's a fucked up way to live. If you have to hide it, probably, <laughs> probably got a problem, my man. You got to start thinking about it in that, that aspect. Like, ah. I uh, I don't want to lose my card, and that's the biggest problem. Is I don't want I, I really really like booze, but I also really like waking up and feeling good, and not feeling like I am helplessly controlled by a substance. I want booze to be able to enhance what I'm doing, not be the focal point of everything that we do. That's. It's one thing to have like a beer or two around a campfire. But like last weekend when I was up at my cabin fishing, I've I would finish a drink. The can wasn't even warm yet. I would pour it into the glass. The can hadn't even warmed up. And I was already on to my next drink. <laughs> you gotta slow that shit down, man. Fucking you don't bounce back like you used to. Used to fall asleep. We'd party until three o'clock in the morning. I would get two hours of sleep, get up, go do a morning show, come back home, get some stuff done around the station, be out the door by like noon, and then have a beer in my hand by 1.30 that afternoon and completely felt fine. Dude, now I need like, I need, goddamn, I need an IV drip. Need to make sure I got a ride. I got a I, I, shit. Half the time, I feel like I got to hire somebody just to let me know what happened the night before. <laughs> this is not going well. Um, Olina, if you hide it, then you have a problem or are starting to have one. Yeah, and I don't want to have a problem. That's the thing. I don't want to have a problem. I like beer and I like booze and wine, and I don't want. Like I said, I don't want to lose the card. Scooter, glad you're being honest. Give some. Uh, give you some accountability. That's hard to do for, yeah, it's hard to do for a lot of people. Nobody wants to openly talk about their mistakes. We put this opaque piece of perfection in front of us in everything that we do. So much of it. And it is awful that we treat ourselves that way. Ugh, just hate that feeling. 
Uh, Danielle, holding yourself accountable is a tough thing to do. I appreciate your honesty. Well, thank you. I appreciate that you appreciate my honesty. But just drinking far and having the wherewithal and the inwardness to be able to know that it's too much. You have to slow down, dude. You, you don't have a choice. Because you waking up every single morning, the feeling the way that you're feeling is your body's way of telling you, dude, you can't do this much longer, man. You're chipping away the paint and there ain't going to be much paint left if you keep doing it. So you're going to have to, you have to be able to control this and to put a goddamn harness on it. Because this shit can get out of control, man. I mean, you th- you talk about like housewives that become addicted to, you know, they're putting meth in their coffee just to keep them going throughout the day. Well, I don't know. Maybe f- try to figure out something new. <laughs> you got- and it happens later in life. It happens so much later in life sometimes. You don't even see it coming. You just realize that you look back and you're like, oh my God, I've spent 20 years of my life addicted. Gotta stop, man. It has to, because you start passing that shit on down to the kids. Here's the one thing that I've talked about my buddy TJ before. TJ was a guy who basically came to school every single day in a suit and tie. Why? Because his parents were drug runners. That dude, like his parents were bikers and they, they walked around with pistols and they wore the goddamn leathers. Like I'm telling you, man, that was in bedroom and out of bedroom. Sometimes dad had the zipper over the mouth. That was Thanksgiving dinner. But TJ was like, I have to rebel. So, his rebellion was wearing you know, a suit to school every day, not drinking, getting straight A's. That's how he basically went against his parents. Helped him out so much later in life. And I'm noticing that with my daughter too. I noticed she sees the way that uh, myself and our family, when we all get together and have a couple of pops, she sees what it's doing. She sees what it does and she thinks, you can definitely tell that she's very cynical of it. In fact, so much so that today, on her way to school, right before she left for school, she asked if we could, she could print something off. She, there's a debate class, and there's a few things that they've debated here and there. And I'm like, okay, whatever, I get it. It's nothing like amazing, right? Um, every once in a while, it might be something political, you know, uh, but they never go down the route of like abortion or anything like that. But uh, this one today, when she was printing it off, I said, so what, uh, what are you guys debating? She said, if marijuana should be recreational or not. Whoa. All right. Well, let me hear it. Should marijuana be recreational? She said, absolutely not. Remember, 14-year-old girl. I said, why should marijuana not be recreational? She goes, because it's disgusting. I was like, okay, that's not a debate. <laughs> you have to cite actual reasons, not just opinion. Just because it's disgusting to you doesn't mean, obviously, there's a huge market. Billions of dollars go through marijuana every single year. So obviously, there's people out there using it. So you got to come up with just a little bit more than that. And she did have a couple of like, decent um uh points in her debate you know talking about people who typically smoke marijuana the amount of money that they spend they're people that are you know they make less than whatever it was like thirty-seven thousand dollars a year but for how much they spend on marijuana blah 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 and i was like okay these are all valid points you know but still 
you got to come with a little bit more heat, you know? And I don't think she had it in her debate paper, but I think she said something about like, well, it's also addictive. I was like, uh-uh-uh. You got to do a little bit of research on that. Not addictive. Totally not addictive. In fact, weed probably does way more good for people than, I, I, not even probably, weed probably does more good for people than booze ever has. Ask anybody who has ever stopped drinking but stayed like California sober. You stop drinking, you reverse an age. You pick up a little bit of weed, you stay exactly the same age. <laughs> Regardless of how much you're using. It is, um, so I, she has seen that in life. She's seen what drugs and alcohol do. And she's like, nah, it's not my bag. It's not my bag. And I'm like, good, good. I'm doing you a favor then. Daddy will continue to drink <laughs> to make sure that I pound it into your head that you go opposite of dad. Do everything opposite that I've done. You're going to be just, you're going to be just fine. So, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about it. You know, I had one of those moments where you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. I have to stop. I have to, I have to figure it out. And then an hour in, you're like, but I do like booze. I like beer. I like trying new beers. I like going places. I like going to breweries. I like those things. Just have to be able to control it a little bit more. And that is the problem I'm running into. And I hate starting a TV show, passing out, and then waking up and having to fucking start it again. What a waste of time. <sighs> so anyway, so I'm glad that you guys uh, are on board. So uh, if you see me boozing, don't knock the beer out of my hand, but at least go, eh, you know, think about that second one. You don't need it. You're good. You got to drive. You're all right. <laughs> Ah, uh, anyway, uh, find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every day, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As I mentioned before, June 9th, going to be at Stand Up Raw, downtown Minneapolis, Comedy at the Crane. And then June 11th, The Dirty Show, The Dirty Show, at uh, Spring Street Tavern, Club Underground. I'll get you more details on that soon. Doing a corporate gig tonight in northern Minnesota leaving this afternoon for it and then uh, do the gig, turn my ass right around, come back, try to get in as many as I can before the, uh, the season. This is like the hot season for corporate gigs. People have like their, you know, they got their, whatever it is um, for whatever reason, like this time of year, springtime is when they have like, it's their annual meeting about last year's numbers and everybody gets an award. And then they bring the guy out and then he does the stand up and then everybody goes about their day. Sometimes those gigs suck balls. I will admit there are times where you have to go do some stand up and you're like, these people do not want stand up. They want to get the fuck out of here. They want out and it's awful and it's bad. It's bad shows. <laughs> but you're like, listen, um, I will take the guaranteed money and the silence and I will go about my day and feel just fine. Danielle, I plan on attending both shows. Excellent. Well, can't wait. That'll be fun. That dirty show I'm looking forward to because it's all material that I don't do ever. I very seldom am I a dirty comic. So the fact that this is going to basically be all material that I will burn one time and then have to get rid of, that'll be the shit. And I am looking forward to that quite a bit. So um, probably going to try to record that since I'm not ever probably going to use any of that material again so hopefully you guys come out i will definitely get you some more information about it uh find this podcast wherever you upload your podcast and once again thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to cleveland
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.